some new stuff. I'm just saying. I love McConan, but okay. What? I love McConan all one word. A lot of K's in there as well. So is Party Next Door. It's all one word. Too many K's. I'm just saying. Look for a second. What happened? Double take. He up there in the six chilling. Made a couple of songs. Rolled out. Anyway, if you hear the music, that means it's Tuesday, and that means it's Action Sports Jacks Overtime on a Tuesday. Brian Milton on the ones and twos playing you that Tuesday, by party next door. Again, what happened to the man? But nonetheless, uh, Casey Kurtz with you as well. On a Tuesday, Action Sports Jacks overtime. We roll along. Just got done with Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Now we got that OT uh, on a Tuesday. No Jumbo Shrimp Baseball tonight. Played earlier today. Picked up a 8-4 to four loss. Max Meyer got roughed up again, which is not something we usually say. That's two starts in a row for Max Meyer that were... Not good. Um, there were some other circumstances in there. Uh, I believe Daniel Castano was supposed to pitch and got called up. Um, I believe there's something like that. And Max Meyer didn't know he was pitching this day game until yesterday night. So, uh, you know, there's reason to believe that, you know, it's okay for Max Meyer, but another rough start for him. Shrimp lose today to the Durham Bulls, the AAA team of the Tampa Bay Rays. They're back at it tomorrow. And it will be on ESPN 690 right after our show. But tonight... It's me and Brian Middleton until 7 o'clock. What up with you, Brian? Nothing too much, man. John? Yeah, man. You know, out here, passport bound. Oh, you got it? No, 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 no. But all the paperwork went through. Everything they needed was accurate. Oh, okay. So I misread. I didn't mishear what the dude told me, but I obviously misread what was wrong with the version of birth certificate that I had. Okay. And so at least it, it didn't need necessarily a signature, Though I understand why he said signature, it just needed the name of at least one parent. Ah. And the way that South Carolina does their birth certificates, okay, it can be a bit goofy depending on the version that you get. Interesting. And I don't have either the parent on the one that I've used for everything else throughout my life, right? I got you. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got the new one in. I got I got in uh, the expedited line and everything, man. My, my daughter, Patty, Patrick. I call him Patty because, you know, Patty Mahomes. Uh, Patrick helped me out the last time when Patty. he said, "Oh yeah, that's if, right. I, if I try to do it with this one, bro, it's going to push you back another month or two or three because it doesn't have the right information. Yeah. He came back in again. He was like, I got you, man. You want expedited? You got expedited because that's normally an extra $60. You know? I ain't pay that extra $60. No, no, I appreciate no. it. Um, well, yeah, shout out to Patty, first of all, to get that done for you. So it should be a little bit, and you'll be able to have your passport book and card, right? Did you get them both? Oh, <laughs> that was the point I was going to text you about. Uh, <laughs> he gave me the Casey Curse look because he Good. was like, do you want the card or, you know, and or the book? Good. And I was like, ah, I don't see why not. The same thing I was telling you, like, why not? Just be prepared. He was like, well, you can just get the book and go everywhere. It depends on where you're gonna, going to go. I know you're not going anywhere. And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, still, you can do it. He was like, no, 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 don't do that, man. Go ahead and get the book. I was like, all right, I'll just get the book. No need to get the card. He was like, I'll make the changes. It doesn't even matter, man. He gave me the Casey Curse look like, why would you do that? Yeah, man. Yeah. Made too much sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Guess you guys were on the phone or something like that. I guess so. Well, yeah. I'm just glad that you, you got your passport because you're indeed a planner. 
So I'm happy that you will have it soon whenever it shows up. Um, but How long did it take you to get your passport? Uh, not long, but I got the card. You and Amanda got it at the same time? Yeah, because, well, no, she had hers before mine, and I had to get mine when we went on a cruise in, like, 20, before COVID. Oh, I got you. So you already had it. So it's, yeah, okay. okay. So we already had it, for sure. Um, hey, this just kind of popped up on the computer. Um, it came out 4.30, it looks like, so about uh, 90 minutes ago or so. This is the first time I'm seeing it. Um, and I guess I'll just get your take on it. Brian, I know you probably don't know the background to this, but I'll give you the best information I can. Matt Harvey, um, who at one time was one of the highest prospects in baseball, he was great with the Mets, and I, I mean every single part of the word great. Um, he got hurt, was never the same guy, went through injuries, and has been suspended 60 games by Major League Baseball for distributing a drug of abuse under Major League Baseball's drug program. Um, that drug was oxy, oxycodone, I should say. Um, and he was in federal court today and admitted to that. But this kind of stems off a bigger thing. Uh, coming off the death of Tyler Skaggs was a pitcher for the Angels. And Matt Harvey pretty much admitted today that he provided the oxycodone to a former Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs who ultimately died of an overdose. So this is um, kind of crazy story. I, I Obviously, I know the story of Tyler Skaggs. It's incredibly sad. Um, but to be honest with you, I was under the impression that Eric Kay, who was the trainer at the time, had distributed the drugs to Tyler Skaggs. But it looks like that Matt Harvey played a part in this, which is uh, I'm kind of surprised, I guess, that this has been out there, but I didn't know it. Um, but to see this come down now, first of all, only getting suspended 60 games is whack. But, um, yeah, this is kind of a crazy story. I know it's not – it's definitely not a good story because somebody lost their life due to it. But um, Matt Harvey apparently has admitted to playing a part in that in federal court. So I don't know what that will look like as a federal court punishment. MLB decided 60 games. I can't imagine Matt Harvey ever pitches in the major leagues again at this point because he pitched last year for the Orioles and uh, he was horrible. So uh, there's no other way to put it. He has six ERA. He lost 14 games. Uh, he was not good. And the Orioles were the worst team in the league. So it's what that, that's not that's not important in this at all. Um, but Matt Harvey will be probably done in baseball and might have some some serious trouble on his hands uh, due to this. But I, that's kind of an overview of what happened in this situation, Brian Middleton. But it's just a, I guess it's just a crazy thing, and I, I don't know. I don't know if you have a take on it, but it's just, it's weird. So maybe I'm looking at the right guy, former All-Star. That's him. NL Comeback Player of the Year. Yep. So. I, I can't stress you enough, man. Matt Harvey was great. Okay. For a couple years. I mean, he was unhittable great, and. In his time with the Mets, it looks like. Probably. Yeah, early on. They called him the Dark Knight, man. Yeah. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Wow. Yeah. Probably made a lot of money. Uh, yeah, he signed a big deal. I just don't get it. I don't either. I don't understand the psychology behind it. Ah. So I tend to... So I don't have a personal experience as far as struggling in that particular area. Yeah. As far as, you know, oxy or uh, some type of illicit drugs. But, you know, I've had people close to me who have. And I've, you know, seen what that struggle is like. 
for those individuals, even if it's something where it's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Um, and it can be, it, it's tough. It's tough to see. So if I, so if this story said that Matt Harvey uh, suspended 60 games for his use of Oxy, there's a part of me before I may be, uh, before I go into maybe a, a more detailed critique of like, you can't do that. You can't put yourself in, in that position that would have uh, a bit more empathy or sympathy for the situation, I think, because of the experiences that I've just had in my life with individuals close to me. For individuals who actually distribute this, you know, and I'm not going to tell myself, but it's not like I don't mm-hmm. know anybody who's done that, sure. you know, in, in my entire life uh, in a couple of different situations. And I, anybody I've ever known that might have practiced that, uh, their situation was a lot more dire than a Major League Baseball player. Yeah. Let alone somebody who at the time that signed a big deal in Major League. Because every deal to the average person in most professional sports is a a big deal, right? Even in the NFL when you're making, you sign for a minimum of like 500,000. Most regular folks like myself and you are going to look at that like, that's a huge deal. The people in baseball, when they sign their basic stuff, I don't know what their minimum contracts are, but I assume that it's just as gravy as it is in the NFL, NBA, NHL, things of that nature. So I can't understand what his reasoning is going to be if he ever is truthful enough to answer that. Like you give him truth serum and be like, why did you do this? Mm -hmm. Did he think that he was helping people out who were struggling? Did he just want to make more money? I can't think that it was to make more money. Yeah. But I just don't understand initially from that viewpoint, why would you put yourself in that situation? And he has to know what this can cause. Yeah. Uh, the the young guy that you just talked about. Tyler that, uh, Skaggs. Tyler Skaggs yeah. that, so, uh, and I don't know when they are saying he did this, mm-hmm. what years, what seasons or whatnot. Sure. But you you know what this can lead to. Even if somebody has this uh, in a functioning state under control, and I'm using air quotes on that, mm-hmm. that can go left in a minute. So I don't, I, you know, there's 60 games seems light, and it seems really light. And so I know that's the MLB punishment. I don't know. You said he's actually on trial as well. Yeah, so this all came out because he testified today during the trial. So pretty much what the trial is is, Obviously, Tyler Skaggs lost his life um, due to uh, some drugs he was given during his time with the Angels. And what this is, is we found out since then that that came from the trainer of the Angels at the time, Eric Kay, right? So the trial is on right now because Eric Kay is not... They're trying to figure out if he's guilty or not, right? And he should be punished. That's what this is. So... I guess Matt Harvey today was called to testify for in that trial, and this is where this comes out of. So that's kind of why Matt Harvey was talking about it. So there's going to be – so that's what you mean by there's probably more trouble coming his way. Yeah. I got you. Now now it looks like Matt Harvey is connected to this in a way. By the way, um, it goes on – this article from ESPN goes on to say – uh, during the trial, Harvey said he used cocaine and that he gave oxycodone to Skaggs and received it from him. So, oh boy! Listen, on the surface of this, right, Tyler Skaggs at at the end of the day, somebody lost their life, right, and that's terrible. It doesn't 
it's not terrible because he was a Major League Baseball player. It's terrible because it happened, right? It doesn't matter if you play Major League Baseball or not. It's terrible that this happened to a person. It happens to a lot of people. So this is not it, – it's horrible when it happens to anybody. It's the point of the story I'm trying to make. But I guess the part that I didn't understand is that Matt Harvey has a connection to this and has information that will tell more of this story. It's still a horrible story, but I'm just surprised – to see Matt Harvey involved in this. And then to your point, like you were saying, why? Listen, Matt Harvey went through a lot um, injury-wise. He went through a lot. Like I said, man, he was great, and then he was not. And he played in New York. And I, I talked uh, with Aaron today. He works here, on, and he, uh, he does mornings on the Eagle, and he's a big Mets fan. And we talked a lot today, ironically, before this even came out, about – the media in New York and guys, how they handle it. And Matt Harvey, like I'm, I cannot stress you enough. This man was great. And when you're not great in New York, it's bad. And when you go from being that dude to having a five ERA and then a six ERA, I guarantee you he struggled with that. And granted, I'm not going to sit here and speculate why he might've been using uh, certain substances, but he went through a lot of injuries as well. He missed two, like a, a whole year and then some. Uh, 2014, he didn't pitch at all. And that was at the height of his career. So does it have something to do with an injury? Maybe. But the, I, the, the part that I can't really wrap my head around, like you were saying, is like the distributing part of it. That's, in terms of like court speak and everything, putting that label on him that he was distributing, which granted he admitted to, that's a big word, right? Like that's a word that carries weight. Yeah. So I this is... This is a crazy story, and I think to your point, like 60 games, Matt Harvey's never going to pitch again, right? Like I told you, he was not good last year. He he has not been good since 2013, but he kept getting chances because of how good he was. He's 33 years old now. Uh, take all the legal stuff out of it. I don't think Matt Harvey pitches again no matter what, but I felt like we need to get that in because it popped up, and I guess maybe I was just didn't realize the severity of the situation involving Matt Harvey there. But that kind of came as a shock to me. Obviously, I know the story about Tyler Skaggs, and it's horrible. But, um, yeah, that comes down today. Matt Harvey suspended by Major League Baseball. Um, and he, at the end of the day, admitted to distributing um, substances around the death of Tyler Skaggs. So that's um, that's a horrible story, but it it is a story right now in sports. And it is important to get out there. So. Because at the end of the day, I guess, Brian Middleton, everybody's struggling with something. And you know what we like to promote on here. If you're struggling, man, just talk to somebody. There's no shame in that. And hopefully we we don't have situations like this continuing to occur. We've seen it a lot in college sports recently, but everybody's impacted by something, man. So just get through it. Talk to somebody. Do what you got to do. But anything but that is, I guess, the point I'm trying to make. We got more to do, though. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. We'll be right back. Any more depressing stuff, Casey? Anything else you want to bring the mood down with? Hopefully not, right? Um, hey, man, when things pop up, we got to talk about them. That's what we do here, right? I like that. We keep you don't it real. shy away from we anything. Keep it real. That's one thing about this station. Uh, it's not just me and you. It's everything that's ever been on this station locally for as long as it's been a thing. Brian Austin tackled some serious stuff the entire time they've been on. That's what I appreciate about them, and that's what we're going to do. Because, listen, that, the Matt Harvey and everything that just we just talked about might not hit home for everybody, 
But it's important, right? The situation on the surface, take away that they're professional baseball players, it's still an important thing to talk about. So that's what we're going to do, Ryan Middleton. We're going to keep it real right here on Action Sports Shacks Overtime ESPN 690. But we will get back to some sports uh, on the court, on the ice as well. We got NHL and NBA playoffs starting back up. We've got some vague headlines in a bit. We'll check ticket prices. Breaking news, though, Ryan Milton. Don't know if you've seen this yet. 12 minutes ago, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, both out tonight for game one of the finals. The Heat just keep finding a way to avoid. Can't wait. Just avoiding the best players on the other don't team. Don't do that. Yeah. They don't do that. Yeah. Listen, we here. We here. I mean, it's like we the here. easiest championship run of all time, right? Like, you got Embiid. You got some Embiid-less games. Who did they play in the first round? Embiid was there for those closeout games. He yeah, sure he was. was. I'll give you that. He was definitely there for those closeout games. Uh, Trey Young, we found out, might not be that dude. You know, so it's just... You're not that guy, pal. Trust he me. Might not be. You're not that guy. Exactly. So, uh, no Marcus Smart and no Al Horford tonight for the Celtics. That... Uh, just give me your take. How big of a blow is that? Like, just it's a huge blow. Yeah. And but listen, I'm not going to be one of these phone. I as much as I've played uh, competitive sports or anything competitive. Listen, I am not one of these people who is going to lie to you and be like, man, I just want the other team to be at their best. I want the other person to be at their best. No, the mental just win is a part of it. Yeah. So if you ain't there mentally for whatever reason, outside of something like truly tragic in like your personal life, I don't want that to happen. But sure. if an injury takes you out, if you get the stomach flu, you know, if you stayed up too late, if you found out that your girlfriend breaking up with you, I, you know, listen, listen, deal with that after this loss. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going I think it's a huge blow for Boston, of course. And I know that Boston fans everywhere are already like, well, this first game won't really count. But I bet you if they win sure. this game, they're going to talk some mad trash. As yeah, as they should. And uh, but but because you're losing defensive player of the year, uh, you know, Al Horford. Horford's been good though. Who you know, probably needs to be drug tested uh, as well. Yeah. Just the way that he was uh, making moves, and dunking on people. I'm like, okay, calm down, right? It's not 06. It's 2022. Looking calm like down. Terrace Ross out there, you know. You know. Uh, but as a Miami Heat fan, I'm like, good. Can can you get Jason Tatum on that list? <laughs> How about the head coach? I always chop up his name. Great head coach. How about you? Can you get him on the list too? All four of them. Mm-hmm. Can't make it down. Just keep him in Boston. First two games. They'll be there in game three. So uh, terrible for Boston, though. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, you know, for everybody who's not a Miami Heat fan, hopefully it's still a good game. But for me, if it's a, another iteration of Dallas and Phoenix game seven, so be it. So be it. But I think Boston is a good enough team uh, with mm-hmm. really good players yeah. who are going to be able to rally together at least for one game. So I don't – if I'm a Boston fan, if I was a Boston fan, I would still be encouraged with that even though I know that I am down a man or two who are, is really important to our overall success. I think for one game, maybe two, but definitely for one game, we can still try to make something happen. Because now we're playing with house money for real. We're on the road. We're down some guys. Absolutely. And nobody's giving us a chance. Probably a lot of our fans aren't giving us a chance. So just go out there, roll the ball, uh, you know, do the tip off and see who can, you know, actually rise to the occasion. See what happens. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned Jason Tatum there, Brian Milton. Great segue into what we're going to do now. And you've pitched this a couple times. Now we're going to do it. There's four teams left. Dallas, Golden State, Boston, and Miami. And we're going to decide separately, because I'm sure we won't agree, best five players left in the NBA playoffs. And here's the thing. I, do you want to do this in order, or do you want to just give the players? 
Uh, I think it's a cop out if you do it. Yeah, just give the players. Yeah. So no. give me, so give me the order if you want me to go first. I mean, um, why don't? Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back and forth. Back and forth. There you, we go. You want to like? We'll do number one and five. one. No, that's actually really good. Is that how you want to do it? Or you want to go number one? Down like here's five? a. Yeah. You know what? Go number five. We'll go number five. All right. You you start. Do the number five again. Oh yeah, number five. And your number five is who? Let's see. Hmm. It's got to be somebody we're not really thinking of. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to give give deference to the championship caliber. I'm going to say the fifth, best, the fifth best player left in these NBA playoffs is one, Clay Thompson. Yeah, we, weren't, we didn't think we were going there. Clay mm-hmm. Thompson. It's interesting because I was trying to figure out where I fit Clay into this, right? And you, you have him as the fifth best player. And uh, since he's came back, he's been okay. He has not been the dude that he was. But here's why I don't have Clay on my list. Because I think, like, if you look at this, in my opinion, and you can differ, like. I will. You will. Yeah. Well, I know you will. Uh, they got Jordan Poole. And is it a lug? I think at this point, Clay Thompson's a luxury. For them. Because they have Jordan Poole, who can play a similar role. He's younger. I love Clay. I love the story. Don't get me wrong. But I think when you have a guy like Jordan Poole, it just makes Clay a necessity. So, I don't know. That's kind of my thinking around that, and that's why I don't have him in here. My number five, Brian Middleton. Bam. Adebayo. Okay. All right. You like that? Yeah. I mean, hey, listen. When you give respect to where respect is due, I'll compliment you on that. I think he's I think he's valuable. I mean, he does a lot of things. He rebounds the basketball. He averages a double-double, which it's no Russell Westbrook, but, hey, he's watching the games on his couch. Uh, and he's not the world's worst passer. You know, averages a few assists a game, but averaging a double-double this year, I think he's coming into his own. He continues to get better. I think he's important to their team. Obviously, Jimmy Butler is their best player, but I like Bam. All right, yeah, and I like that as well. Integral piece to this Miami run so far on Easy Street, according to Casey Kurtz. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you're right. He definitely does a lot of stuff on the defensive end. Offensively, he's not a liability. So you have to respect him enough to know that, okay, I can put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, I'm not going to give you 35 or 40, at least not yet. Yeah. Uh, but I can give you 15, 17, 19. I can do that, mm-hmm. and that, that's, that'll be more than enough to ruin your night. Uh, opposing team. So I like the move for Bam. I just think with Clay, you're right. He's still working himself back into the Clay Thompson that we all knew him as in 2018, 2019, prior right. to his injuries, right? Uh, but he's had flashes in the regular season. He's been a bit more consistent throughout both of these series. And I think that still, if you're looking at the next option, let's say that Steph is having an off night, I think you still think that the next option is Clay, even though Jordan Poole is coming into his own. So that's why I still would have Clay on my list at number five. So uh, moving on to number four, I've got uh, and this guy right here. He's doing everything that he needs to to show me that he's a superstar, Jason Tatum. Out of the Boston Celtics. At number four? Yeah, number four. Wow. You're going to like this. You're going to like this. Listen, Jason Tatum, again, um, there was a discussion early on months ago, I believe last year, um, where the the question was, and I know me and Austin had it as well, 
is Jason Tatum a superstar? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, he's not a star yet. I mean, he's not a superstar yet. He's a star, and if he does what he needs to do this season, i.e., is he is he showing up? Is he is he leading his team to victories the way that we expect superstars to do so? Yeah, if you're going up against Kevin Durant and his squad, and his second man is Kyrie. Can you beat them in a seven-game series? Yes, they can. When you go up against the best player in the league right now, Giannis, and even though it was a back and forth, it wasn't like you were shutting down Giannis, but it ain't like Giannis was shutting you down either, uh, especially in those last two games. Can you lead your team past the defending champs? And I know people will say Chris Middleton uh, was injured. He was. But listen, that you went on the court with who you had, and Jason Tatum was the leader of the team that moved on beating the defending champs and the Kevin Durant-led uh, NBA champ favorites at the beginning of the season, Brooklyn Nets. So, yeah, he makes this list, uh, but it'll be interesting. I'll, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on that, and also I'll explain why with the other picks why uh, he's number four and not higher. Yeah, listen, Jason Tatum's on my list without a doubt. He ain't number four, though. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum will make an appearance on my list. You can book that, but it is not this low because Jason Tatum – um, I remember the arguments that were made about, is he a star, is he not? He's a star. We know now. We figured that out. Granted, we figured that out about a couple players in this playoffs, um, but Jason Tatum's a star. My number four, I really, really, really wanted it to be Jalen Brown because I think Jalen Brown is extremely underrated, right? Doesn't get the love he deserves probably on that Celtics team, but I can't. Love you, Jalen Brown. I got to go with Jimmy Airball. I got to go with, as you would say, Jimmy 4 or 5. F4? F4. Man, hold on. I got a new drop just for, hold on. So, damn. Oh, okay. Word. Yeah, I got him at 4. F4? F4. Disrespectful, man. Hold on. One more. Hold on. That's terrible. Chuck, listen, Chuck. Here's the thing, man. Like, I, I just told you about Jason Tatum. I told you I had him higher than 4, and we know the other two names that are going to be on my list, Okay even though everyone thinks I hate the man. I got Luca on my list somewhere. And then, obviously, I don't even tell you the last one because you know who it is. He plays out in Oakland. But, nonetheless, yes, Jimmy Butler makes the list. So, two Heat guys to start. Listen, Jimmy's special, right? I get it. And he – here's the thing. He is – he is so good in the playoffs, right? He's like a playoff performer. He's good in the regular season. Don't get me wrong. But he excels his game as good or better than anyone in the playoffs, Right? And I, I, I got to hand it to him. I have him at four because I like the other guys better than him. But Jimmy Butler can score the basketball when you need it. He plays defense. He's got the heart of a champion. Uh, he rebounds. He passes the basketball. I like Jimmy Butler. I hate the fact that I have two Miami Heat players on this list. But I got Jimmy Airball at four, Brian Middleton. Listen, I, I got him higher, so I'm not even going to delve into the reasons why uh, the disrespect is there. I guess, you know, thank you for having Jimmy on your list. I guess that's, we yep. can at least ask for that. Mm-hmm. Casey Bayless, everybody. All right. What you got for three? Number three. I got the light-skinned assassin, huh? The caramel killer. Young Stephen Curry. Not young, but Stephen Curry. At number three on my list. You're whack, Left bro. in the playoffs. Listen, we all know he can shoot from the logo. We all know the trick shots prior to the game, prior to tip-off that he does. We know when he warms up, he doesn't miss. We know that he's a two-time MVP, a unanimous MVP, a three-time champion, multiple-time all-star, multiple-time all-team. We know it. And he's brought this team back. He's a part of that, that trio of him, Clay and Draymond, and, you know, other pieces throughout the, the years. But that has brought them back from 
you know, losing in the play-in and missing the playoffs and having those down seasons when, you know, the injuries happened and, and KD left and then Steph got injured too. People, I think, forget about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Clay was out and Draymond was the only one on there. Listen, I'm loving the story, but the deal is the other two guys I got ahead of him are doing better in this playoffs. Now, at any point in time, we know that Steph Curry can go off. I believe it. I know you believe it, and that's why he wasn't at five. He can go off at any point. And you know what? When we redo this in a in a series or so, mm-hmm. he may be higher. But I got to tell you what, man, he has the ability to change a game, and it looks like he actually has the inside track at probably being the favorites. I'm, I'm going to be interested if we have Kevin on on Friday, if you guys talk in the NBA, what are the favorites on that? But I think that – uh, Stephen Curry-led Golden State team should be the favorites now just based off of their past and what they have to do as far as getting to an NBA championship finals. I hear what you're saying. You got him at three, though, you know? You got him at three. Yeah. I don't have him at three. Yeah. I got Jason Tatum at three. Okay. I think Jason Tatum's that dude. You would. You had him lower. I know. You. I know. You would have him at three. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, he's been great. Um, he's been the key point for the Celtics. They got a, a lot of other good pieces, including Jalen Brown. But I think he's coming to his own. He's proven that he's a star. He's continued to elevate his game throughout the rounds. Um, although the points per game went down in this last round, the rebounds and the assists went up, and that's something that's important. I think he's turning into that superstar that I'm not sure if pe- – pe- I'm, he's turning into a superstar that people thought he was going to be, and it's only going to continue to grow as he plays a guy like Jimmy Butler because there's reason to believe they'll be guarding each other. You can learn more from that, and I think Jason Tatum is that dude. Unfortunately, I got him at three because I really like the two dudes I have in front of him. Brian Middleton at two. You have who? I have Jimmy four or five, and this hurt right here. Jimmy Airball, though. I was going to be – I had him at number one, but, you know, you just can't deny who's going to be at number one. I'm sure we all have guessed it at right now. But listen, man. Only him and Giannis shooting over 50% and shooting over, uh, I believe, around 40%, over 50% from the field. I believe uh, close to or right at 40% uh, from uh, the three-point line. Uh, He's leading everybody in the playoffs for steals per game and just steals in general. Uh, Been one of the most consistent, if not the most consistent player in this actual playoffs. I don't care who's been in front of him. I don't care who's been injured. He's just been showing up. I know you talk about this air ball, yet you haven't talked about anything else. He's getting it done, flat out Jimmy getting it done air ball. on the offensive side, flat out getting it done on the defensive side, has been getting it done the entire season as the number one seed going into the playoffs, and now they're just doing what number one seeds do. Even when things look like they're turning against them, even when a team gets back their best player, Joel Embiid with the 76ers, and then they get two straight, and all of a sudden, oh, I guess Miami, I guess they were frauds after all. No, 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 no. Here we go, Jimmy. 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 That's all I Jimmy. Airball. So, number two. I know we got to uh, wrap it up. So, yeah, him at number two. You got your drops ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it. My number two in this playoff still alive would have to be, uh, obviously, the man in Dallas, Luka Doncic. Yeah, you, man, I'm not playing nothing. I'm, I'm trying to think who's number one. Yeah, I mean, you're going to find out. But Luka's, I know who it is, but I can't. I, you can't fix your mouth to say that. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, Luka's been 
Stop the cap. Absolutely and utterly incredible. He single-handedly wins series 32.6 points per game in that Dallas series. Took down a number one Phoenix squad uh, that we all thought was that team. They weren't. He more or less destroyed that. It's not even really a dynasty. He destroyed that franchise because now it looks like Aiden might be out the door. Chris Paul old. Devin Booker got exposed. Luka did all of that. Listen, everyone thinks I hate Luca. I love Luca. I have no. a I have a Luca jersey, believe it or not. No, I can send you a picture when I get home. You don't, um, don't do that. I'll post it on Twitter. But uh he he's becoming one of the best players in the league without a doubt. But listen, man, I still got him at two, Brian Middleton. Who you got at one though? I got Luca Doncic. Yeah, that makes sense. At number one, Casey, what are you watching? Casey, you give so much respect to the Joker because you're like, he doesn't have his second best player. He didn't have his third best player, which he didn't, even though they're not the difference between winning one series in the playoffs, except for the Joker, who's allegedly the MVP. Mm-hmm. But let me get back on Luka. Please do. Luka is doing this with – now, Now Brunson, really good. And I love him when he says he's better Nets. But listen, you don't act like they were the, the, the end-all, be-all. Luka is finding the – not just the ability to be – a great player in and of himself. Now he's figuring this out. I can make other people better too. Like, I can get mine anytime I want. I don't care who you put it on me. I don't care if I'm on the perimeter. I don't care if I'm down in the post. I'm going to get the shots I want. Now I'm able to get shots for other people. Now I'm integrating other people into the offense, which is making them unbelievably dangerous. One of the best things that happened to the Dallas Mavericks, Luka getting injured for those few games uh, in that series. And they had to figure out how to win without him. And they won. That's they, true. And, and I they, agree with that. They were able to come together about that. So, listen, now that he's come back and he's 23 and he had some amazing games against some really good competition. And I want you to think back to the last 23-year-old that really had some really great games in the playoffs mm-hmm. against great competition. I'm sure you can go back and find some other people. But I'm thinking about LeBron James, and I'm thinking about that 45-point or 48-point explosion that he had against Detroit, I think it was in 2006. Anyway, man, Luka Doncic, number one best player left in this playoffs. It's not even close. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is close for me because I don't have him at number one. Uh, number one best player left in the playoffs. And I can't even believe, Brian Milton, someone of your intelligence in the NBA would insult Steph Curry by putting him wherever you put him. Listen, we're going to do this thing again. We're going to do – I understand what we're going to do. It's fine. We do it every year that the Warriors are good. It's cool. They're going to go to the finals, and then we're going to start talking about, oh, is Steph Curry the best player in the league? Yeah. Nobody's going to say that. Yeah. No, it happens every year. No, it happens, oh, it happens every year, after though. the finals, especially after the finals. Oh, it happens all the time. When Kevin Durant was with their team, it's like, hey, are we not giving Steph enough credit? Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. What I'm saying is we're going to continue. Maybe I didn't say it correctly, what I just tried to say. But what I'm getting at is we're going to continue to disrespect Steph, and then they're going to win, and we're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's that dude, right? You, I, I love to talk about Joker. He took care of Joker in the first round. I'm not going to brag on that. But we all love Memphis, didn't we? Everybody loved Memphis. Uh, the casuals, the analysts, everybody loved Memphis. Everybody loved John Morant. And all Steph did was casually play 40 minutes a game, drop 30 at night, and sent Memphis home, right? And that was when John Morant was still in the lineup. They got killed that one game. I don't know what happened there. But in the closeout game, they won by 14, and Steph still played 40 minutes and dropped 30 on their head, plus 16 while he was on the court. He is so good and so impactful. It's not they just can't stop a nosebleed. Sure can. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You got a lot of Bart Scott in there. It's not just the shooting, right? It's the passing. 
It's the rebounding. He can get to the rim when he needs to. He can do everything you need him to do. And the disrespect is going to continue that we don't want to put the crown on the man's head. And at the end of the day, it is what it is. Steph Curry is going to, and his team, is going to eliminate Luka and go to the finals. And he is going to be that dude for this team. He's the best player left in the playoffs. He's the most disrespected player left in the playoffs, even though we all know he's great. We don't talk about him enough, even though he's that dude. Steph Curry's the best player left in the playoffs. He's going to show it against Dallas and go to the NBA Finals. We got to stop disrespecting Steph Curry, Brian Middleton. Well, I, I don't. I didn't disrespect him. You put him at like four or three. Where'd you put him? Steph is three. Yeah, no. That's We're going up the, the, yeah, okay. Well, I tell you what. You tell me. Blue's life on the line. Ellie and Ray, death rate pointed at Blue. Blue mm-hmm. Kurtz. Mm-hmm. You telling me you taking Steph for the win? Leading this team over Luka? Nah, bro. For one shot? Nah, not one shot. Leading the team to a win. Oh, I'm taking Seth. Okay. Well, Who are know. they playing? Are they playing each other? It don't matter. It does matter. I'm taking Steph. Steph's that dude. Steph's going to hit you the shot. Listen, I understand Luka is becoming the dude that's going to hit the shot. Uh-huh. Steph's going to hit the shot. Always guaranteed. Holy cow, we are late on a break. Yes, we are. I just looked at the clock for the first time. Yeah. We're going to do that. We're going to come back more and do Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. A couple minutes to go on a Tuesday. No Jumbo Shrimp Baseball tonight. They already played today. Back tomorrow right after our show. We'll lead you into that game tomorrow against the Durham Bulls. Right now, it's time for the vague headlines. Brian Middleton, am I correct? Vague headlines. Casey Curtis, do you need any uh, instructions on that? I, I, know, I don't, don't normally ask about that, but... Nah, I got know. it. I got it locked up. Okay, Casey Curtis. Non-sport sport headline coming up right now. Let's see. First two, talking mad spicy, speaking his truth. Talking mad spicy, speaking his truth. Let's go talking mad spicy. Talking mad spicy. Mm-hmm. Actual headline, Patrick Beverly called out by NBAers over disrespectful Chris Paul comments. I'm not going to get to the NBAers calling mm-hmm. him out. I just want to get back to Patrick Beverly's comments. So, synopsis. Patrick Beverly's roast of Chris Paul on ESPN's morning shows wasn't well received by some NBA stars, past and present. Pat Bev, who appeared on Monday's episodes of Get Up and First Take, just hours after Paul and the Suns were eliminated by the Mavericks in Game 7 of their Western Conference semifinal series, said Paul can't guard and compared him to a practice cone, saying, quote, in the summertime, you get a cone, you make a move. What does a cone do? To which Mike Greenberg answers... Stay still. And Beverly responded, exactly. And everyone in the NBA knows that Chris Paul can't guard nobody. Question to you, Casey Kurtz. Did you have a chance to see that exchange? Number one. Uh, I So I heard him give similar comments on KJM. He was on there as well, right here on ESPN 690. I heard it in my car. Uh, taking Amanda to get an oil change. So I did hear some of the comments. He said yes. Okay. Uh, do you think that was out of line? Um, no. Well, no. Yeah, no. Not from Pat Bev. Like, you know, this is what I come to expect from Pat Bev. He's that type of dude. Um, you know, was it the most friendly thing to say? Probably not. But, like, why do we assume that 
Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Pat Bev and Chris Paul have to be friends. No, they don't. We're not friends with everybody we meet. They might not like each other. Pat Bev obviously doesn't like him. And he's just, I guess he's calling it as he sees it. I don't know if I agree with him, right? But listen, you ain't got to like everybody. And if that's his take on it, that's his take on it. I'm not going to say he's out of line, but, you know, Chris, when you talk about Chris Paul, it might come back to haunt you. I guess we're going to find out. Now, one of the theories is this started way back when Pat Beverly was in high school. He went to some type of, like, all-star AAU ABC camp or something like that, and Chris Mm -hmm. Paul was there. I guess kind of like maybe a mentor. You know how they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was in college, and apparently Beverly cooked Chris Paul. That's hard for me to believe, but, you know, they were all younger. And it's been a little bit of a beef ever since. And then you remember last season, Beverly, you know, gave Chris Paul whiplash. Yeah. Shoving him in the back like that. All right, Casey Kurtz, uh, next two. Man, that's crazy, or Florida going to Florida. Man, that's crazy, or Florida going to Florida. Florida going to Florida. Florida going to Florida. Actual headline, Florida woman, yep. age 19, oh boy. tells deputy getting arrested is on her bucket list as she's apprehended for speeding. Casey Kurtz, very short synopsis right here. A Florida teenager yep. told a sheriff's deputy who pulled her over that getting arrested had been on her bucket list since high school. Sounds about right. Janiah, shy miracle. Douglas is facing charges of fleeing and eluding police, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Department. Casey, she's a housekeeper from Homestead. This is a really quick question, Casey. Does this surprise you at all about the state of Florida, this story right here? I tell you right now, not, no. This does not surprise me at all. When you first said it, when you said the, that she had had on her bucket list to get arrested, I said, I know she's from the 941. I'm pleased to learn she's not from the 941. Shout out, Palmetto. So that is exciting to find out she's not from where I'm from. But, hey, man, Florida going to Florida. You said it exactly right. I am not surprised in the slightest. All right, Casey, this next uh, this next one is going to be really quick. I'm going to go ahead and choose it for you. Okay. It's uh, Rory McIlroy mm-hmm. weighing in on the Phil Mickelson situation. Basically, uh, he said that it's sad that Phil isn't going to be here to defend the title that he won uh, last season at age 50. um, And that it's just sad that that situation all came about. Also, Rory was critical of Phil for his comments in February. So it's not like he was just, you know, arms, you know, wide open, hug, you know, trying to protect him. So your thoughts on that really quick. Yeah, I agree with Rory. Um, Listen, I think everybody said something they wish they didn't. Uh, Phil is just the type of guy that is in the spotlight all the time, right? And were his comments great? No. But I agree with what Rory. Rory said some, um, a couple things along the line of just that. Like, you say things and you don't always say the right thing. And I agree with him. I think if we're going to totally punish people for their entire life for words, there's a lot of people that have said a lot worse things than Phil Mickelson, right? And that's kind of how I see it. I agree with Rory that Phil probably should be there. And I, I like his take on it. Uh, Rory, though, a little happy that he's going to not be the the name that comes up. Phil will be the first person since Rory to not try to defend a major championship that they won. Rory was the last one. So he is happy to get off of that list. But, yeah, I agree with Rory there. I think it's a good take. And Rory, I don't have time to go into it, but Rory's a guy that's really matured, and he said some dumb things in his career, and he's figured those things out as he's gone throughout his life. So he's seen it firsthand. I respect what Rory says. And I agree with him. All right, Casey, that's it for Vague Headlines. That's it for Vague Headlines, and that's it for the show. Action Sports Jacks Overtime on a Tuesday. We're back tomorrow leading you into Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp Baseball. But right now we're done. Enjoy the NBA. Lightning also coming up tonight against the Florida Panthers. Let's go Bolts. There'll be a bunch of Bolts fans in the stadium for the Panthers because they ain't got no fans. Have a good night.
I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. Is it too much to ask? 